Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary. And as always, I'm Jerry Brooks, your host, your tour guide through the alternate universe of Joe Biden's America, as well as your baby-faced assassin for conservatism and the Constitution, fighting for freedom, free speech, freedom of thought, and any other freedom that the Constitution happens to have. But before we get into uh, some other things, but I wanted to start out breaking news that just came across the wire, oh, I don't know, just before we went on air. Now, a, from the Just the News website, great site, and I highly recommend it, a police, police arrested a man outside of Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home with a weapon saying that he wanted to kill Justice Kavanaugh. Now, this is crazy, folks, but I'll, I want to get into just the heart of the story. Uh, starting out, a California man carrying at least one weapon near the Maryland home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested early Wednesday morning, according to news reports. The suspect was taken into custody by police after telling officers he wanted to kill Kavanaugh and people familiar with the investigation telling the Washington Post. The man described by the newspaper as in his mid-twenties and carrying at least one weapon and burglary tools, the sources told the paper. The incident follows the publication of a leaked Supreme Court draft opinion indicating the bench's conservative major, which includes Kavanaugh, is ready to rule on a case that would overturn Roe v. Wade. The 49-year-old decision that guaranteed nationwide the constitutional right to have an abortion. Anyway, my friends, did I not warn you about this? Did I not warn you? This, the protests, which were illegal outside the homes of justices like Kavanaugh and Roberts, Alito, were so bad that Alito's family is in hiding and under the protection of U.S. Marshals. And they did the same thing with uh, Justice Thomas as well and Justice Gorsuch. Did I not warn you folks, the protest outside of their homes, their private residences, which is illegal under federal law, under federal law, and for those who want to be all snarky about it, the exact law is t Title 18, Section 1057. It talks about that it, you cannot protest or intimidate or harass a federal judge. And that includes at their private residences. And you don't get much more federal than a Supreme Court justice. But now, yes, hello, we've now gone to the next step. I warned folks, I'm not going to, you know, do a Rush Limbaugh and say, see, I told you so. But dang, I did warn you. 
I did warn you, this was going to be just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. The court isn't even finished with its session. They will be in approximately three weeks or a little less. And now it's gotten crazier. It's gotten crazier. Now you've got people who are armed trying to break in and possibly harm the, the justices. Folks, this is wackadoodle time. We're seeing what the left really is into. And the fact that you have two Republican governors, Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland and Governor Glenn Youngkin of the Commonwealth of Virginia having to practically beg Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, and the FBI to prosecute these people. In other words, they're begging the FBI and the Justice Department to do their dang job. And they're not. Because in their wackadoodle minds, their warped world, that, hey, people who are intimidating federal justices, federal Supreme Court justices, they're, they're peacefully protesting, but those darn moms, those school board moms who are just, they're threatening, and they're terrible, and they're just coming in there with their camo and their AR-15s, they're real dangers. I said, folks, this is why I use the term Joe Biden's alternate universe, because the left has completely lost their dang minds. Period. And now they're, now we see a perfect example of what happens when lawlessness is not confronted. Thank goodness the police were there to stop this guy. But in their minds, remember, I mean, black is white, right is wrong, good is evil, evil is good. We have to basically embrace this, folks. Patriots need to embrace this. And frankly, you know, there are plenty of churches that need to embrace this. Evil is out there, and it needs to be confronted. We can't do business as usual. As much as we want to, we can't afford it anymore. We cannot afford to do an ostrich impression. Evil must be confronted head on because you can't change what you won't confront. I told that to a friend of mine who's in business and he loved that because he'd never heard it before. You cannot change what you will not confront and frankly that goes from just everyday life and even into the church. Yeah, it, it's pretty messed up, folks. It is pretty darn messed up. But there, as more information on this comes available, I will pass it on to you either uh, on the program or through our various social media platforms. But before we get into the, the story of last night, uh, of the seven primaries, <laughs> oh, baby, this one made me smile because it says that there is actually some hope. And before I get into the story about last night's primaries, 
just to let you know, you can give us a shout out via email at inblackandright at gmail.com or via our website inblackandright.net or you can just simply go to, you can subscribe to our website, you can follow us on any of our social media platforms, be it Instagram, Facebook, Getter, and Rumble. So, anyway, last night, seven states having primaries. Okay, cool. Now, it really wasn't that surprising in a lot of them. Uh, in South Dakota, Christy Nome, easily went, won her primary for re-election as governor. Senator John Thune won his for, uh, for his Senate seat. Uh, Iowa, kind of the same thing. Uh, Chuck Grassley, uh, by far, won against his opponent in the Republican primary to, uh, for his re-election bid, and he's also been endorsed by President Trump. Uh, but one of the things that was kind of interesting that I found amongst the states is that in New Mexico, uh, the Republican candidate for governor, uh, a guy named Mark Ronchetti, who easily won his primary, uh, there's going to be no runoff, but he used to be uh, in media, actually. He is. He was a, uh, actually a... a a TV meteorologist for a television station uh, in New Mexico. His is an interesting campaign in that he, I believe he's get, gaining some serious momentum against the incumbent Democrat governor uh, of New Mexico and certainly inflation and immigration, the two eyes, are going to be the big issue uh, down there. But oh man. Here, the, the story of the night <coughs> that absolutely made me smile and gives me hope. Last night in California, you not only had the mayor's race in Los Angeles, uh, which I believe they're still counting the votes, but it looks like there's going to be a runoff in November between the Democrat Karen Bass and also a former Republican, turned independent, turned Democrat, Mark Caruso, who is a billionaire businessman. So it's going to be really interesting. But in San Francisco, oh my goodness. <laughs> and I love the story that um, <laughs> just the news had, and they were in their reporting. Liberal prosecutors put on notice as San Francisco DA recalled over soft on crime policy. And the, the headline, I believe, says it all. Liberal prosecutors, rogue prosecutors, George Soros bought and paid for con prosecutors, they're on notice. Now, when you think of a city like San Francisco, which is as woke and as left, as you can get and they're very woke rogue George Soros bought and paid for prosecutor just got the boot he got the boot he has been recalled the the turnout for that election was low and it was really low for Democrats but 
apparently, in a two-thirds, two I believe, or almost two-thirds, of the people who actually did vote, which was some less than 120,000 people, they gave him the boot. Chesa Boudin is gone. And it just blows my mind. Because <laughs> a great truth has been proven here. You know, when does a liberal not a liberal? Uh, when they are, <laughs> when they're mugged, <laughs> when they are robbed. Yes, business owners in San Francisco, just reg and regular citizens, they were tired of it. They were tired of it. There's no, I mean, of course you throw in soft on crime, defunding the police, and all the other really dingy things uh, that these rogue prosecutors do in all these very blue cities run by wackadoodle liberals and leftists, uh, it's just, it's a mind blower. It is absolutely a mind blower uh, what happened in San Francisco. Now this is the first time in recent memory that San Franciscans have gotten tired of the wokeness and the leftism. Just months earlier, three members, three very wackadoodle leftist members of the San Francisco School Board were recalled. Now, of course, in typical leftist fashion, when all of a sudden they've been booted out, and of course they're blaming, oh, it's the right wing, it's Trump, it's a, no, 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 you can't do that, folks. Denial is not just a river in Egypt because only 7% of registered voters in San Francisco are Republican. You cannot blame Trump and the right wing on this. You can't. You can try, but you look even sillier than you already are. No, no, no. There are enough Democrats, enough liberals, who were sick of the crime. They were sick of people just strung out on the streets, living in tents, doing all kinds of things that I'm not even going to try to mention on the air. They're tired of it. There comes a point when they just get tired of it. Not just business owners, but just regular old folks trying to work, trying to keep, trying to live something of a life. And I remember years before all this craziness happened that San Francisco was a beautiful place. I visited there on a few occasions. Loved it. Now, wouldn't go if you paid me. Same thing with New York. But the Chesa Boudin recall absolutely sends a message. It is a message sender to all these other George Soros bought and paid for slaves that he's got all over the country. Now, the city of Los Angeles is considering the same thing with their district attorney, Gascon. Oh no. Now, this could send, this could reach all the way across the country. I mean, you've got rogue prosecutors like Kim Fox in the city of Chicago, Alvin Bragg in New York City, Krasner in Philadelphia. All of these Soros bought and paid for slaves now could be facing recalls because 
I don't know what I don't know what's really going to happen. But if San Francisco and what happened with Boudin, who's the child of radicals and criminals and domestic terrorists, so I mean the apple didn't fall too far off of the tree, except all he did was get people killed in a whole different way. And he ran for office and took Soros money to do it. And it's the same with George Soros. I mean, he's out there. 40, some $40 million he spent on district attorney's races, secretaries of state races, uh, attorney general's races. And he's still going at it. Because if you, because Soros knows, because, I mean, he's evil, he's twisted, he's demonic, but he's no fool. He has an understanding that secretaries of state, attorneys general, and local prosecutors pretty much control a good deal of civic life. Elections, crime policy, everything. So the Boudin uh, recall, I'm hoping, will be heard across the entire country by anybody who helped get who got elected with George Soros money to be a prosecutor oh yeah or a secretary of state or anything of that nature because Soros money is a mess it is tainted it's evil and frankly you need to be stopped you totally need to be stopped now in New York City Alvin Bragg the district attorney there I, I mean, he's a bought-and-paid-for George Soros slave, and he's black. I know he'd probably get all ticked off using that term, but hey, you took his money. I didn't. So you pretty much, you owe him. You are his slave. He owns you. Lock, stock, and barrel, mind, body, and soul. And now, with the New York State primary coming in about three weeks, this is going to be interesting to watch because all of the Republican candidates who are in the primary, uh, uh, Astorino, who is from Westchester County, he's running Republican, Congressman Lee Zeldin, and Andrew Giuliani, the son of Rudy Giuliani. So it's going to be interesting because Hochul is hopeless. She's got to be one of the dingiest broads I have ever seen. And that's saying something, considering I grew up in Oregon, and I've seen some real winners, including the current governor, communist COVID, Kate Brown. Thank God she's term limited out. That woman is just is equally dingy, just in a different way. But I'm not going to be nice about it, you know, because I know some people are like, oh well, that's not very gracious of you. I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to be. I'm trying to tell the truth. These people are taking states like Oregon, where I lived for many years and grew up, New York, which is a place I had family, and I loved it when I was younger, but now it's like it's a stone-cold mess, and it's turned into a cesspool of crime and everything. So yeah, I'm sorry if you have a problem with me being law and order, but well, that's not going to change. Sorry. It's not going to change anytime soon at all. So, this is going to be interesting to see what happens now in San Francisco. Who's going to take Boudin's place? 
are they going to have a more law and order type of government, a law and order environment? I can only hope so, but given it is San Francisco, eh, I'm not that confident, but I'm hoping it does send a message. I truly hope it does send a message to uh, all of these other rogue prosecutors who aren't doing their job that, hey, you could be next. You could be next. And who knows what city? Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, somewhere else. But yeah, there does come a point when even liberals and leftists and Democrats say enough is enough. And that's what I believe last night proved in the recall there in San Francisco. But uh, let's take a look here. Something else that kind of caught my eye in the ongoing war on kids and families in this country. Now, it's bad enough you got woke corporations like Disney and others who are just all down with the whole Pride Month thing. I'm going, whatever. This is just pretty twisted, folks. Now, again, <laughs> State Farm Insurance has apparently joined uh, the woke crowd. And even though, yes, I'd say uh, recently, within the last few weeks, it was exposed that State Farm Insurance had a program for contributing transgender books to libraries and to give them to kids as young as age five. And uh, when that got exposed by a whistleblower, the backlash was swift. And so State Farm is like, oh no, 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 no. Oh no, we're not going to do that. We're not in participating in the program. Way, whatever. But apparently, the story in uh, <clears throat> today's, well, actually, scratch that, yesterday's uh, Epic Times uh, says kind, it's kind of different. Um, in, in light of a public backlash, State Farm has swiftly distanced itself from a collaborative book donation program which promotes transgender ideology among young children. The watchdog group that exposed the insurance giant's involvement, however, said this is far from over. Now, and a quote here, they continue to not be a good neighbor, but a creepy neighbor, said Will Hild, the executive director of Consumers Research, a nonprofit organization working to expose large companies that put woke politics ahead of their consume or their customers I should say I thought oh man here we go and apparently there have been reports that American Family Insurance has kind of gone down the woke road too and I'm thinking okay a company called American Family Insurance I mean it's and now you're supporting gender I tra transgender ideology and all that crud I said, uh-uh, folks, no, 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 bad idea. Go woke, go broke is still in effect. And the more this gets out, 
the, the companies, these companies are going to get some backlash because people are going to say, we're done. We're not into this. We're not going to finance this at all. And I was like, well, at least I know where not to go when I need insurance. That's for sure. But yeah, this whole pride thing is just really just, I mean, it, it is a war on kids and families. I mean, a family-friendly drag show? How the hell do you come up with that? Seriously. What is a family-friendly drag show? It's already bad enough seeing what happened in Dallas, seeing the videos of little kids, grade school kids, probably second, third grade, maybe fourth, and they're stuffing dollar bills uh, in the underwear of these people like they're at a strip club? That is not just inappropriate, that's just perverse, demonic, and just plain sick. Kids do not need to be learning these things. It's bad enough adults do it. But now you want to take this perversion and utter nonsense and you're going to teach kids who are barely learning how to read and write and do math? What? Hello? I, I, I think about this and I just go, we have lost our moral compass. It's busted. It's absolutely busted. And when you don't have and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in trouble for this too. When you don't have churches and pastors and ministry leaders who are calling this crud out, I'm like, sorry, but you're food bar in the whole stinking thing. Like I said earlier, you cannot change what you won't confront. This needs to be talked about. It needs to be exposed. Because... Given how many American Christians, and they're good people, they're just, oh, we, we don't want to listen to the news. I said, well, that's fine, but what you don't know can get you killed. And what you don't know, especially when it comes to your kids and their education and what they're trying to push down their throats and mold their young minds, uh, that's almost a disservice and I'm willing to go that far to call it a disservice because if you're not going to keep an eye given what we already know about this homeschooling and remote learning during COVID was a blessing in disguise for a lot of parents because they now became aware of what their kids were learning and what their teachers and administrators were willing to do to hide that information from mom and dad. That's when you found out the war was on. And thank God for these organizations of all these mama bears and papa bears who are getting up in the grills of the education establishment and they're still trying to pull fast ones over their eyes pulling the wool over them I'm going 
if this does not teach us, and I'm not a parent, I don't have kids of my own, but I have young nieces and nephews, and they're in school, and I'm going, don't do this. Do not do this. I am not thrilled about it. Not at all. I'm not going to let, especially my new baby nephews, they were born male, they're going to die as men one day. I hope several decades from now. But I said, no, you're not going to turn my nephews into nieces. It's not going to happen. This gender dysphoria and all this stuff messing up kids and, their, and the education system is going to do everything within its power and even some things that are outside of its power to keep information from parents. This is why the saying, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And that includes parents' rights. Now, I know the media and the leftists don't like that term, but it's too dang bad. Because, hey, you're not raising these kids. You didn't give birth to these kids. You didn't feed them. You didn't change their diapers. You didn't teach them to walk. You didn't do things like that. But somehow, with this collectivist ideology you've got, that somehow, oh, these kids are ours. We're going to do whatever we want. Mom and Dad, shut up and sit down. Uh, you discovered uh, that was not just wrong, but you started something that you more than likely are not going to be able to finish because the movement is growing. People are running for school boards, county commissions, city councils, state, um, state representatives and senators. Even Congress people on the federal level, you started, you started something and you cannot finish it because come no, and I know you're going to do everything you can, you leftist swine, to try and mess with the midterms come November 8th. I mean, look at what's going on with the whole thing with monkeypox. I mean, that's just the beginning. And yes, the terrorist threat alert from Homeland Security, oh, you, you better believe there's going to be a whole lot of that going on. Yeah, so, oh no, oh no, you can't, no, we got to, we have to have, uh, you have to have whatever, and it's like you're going to try to screw that up too. Mm -mm. Not going to happen, boys and girls. So yes, just be aware, be vigilant, I know it might be tiring, but are your kids and your country worth the effort? That's the question. That's the basic question you're going to have to answer. Because if it's not, then okay, everything that's going on, status quo, okay, blissfully ignorant, which is really an oxymoron these days because ignorance is not bliss, ignorance is fatal. And I even put it on a t shirt. So. With that in mind, my friends, uh, I'm just going to call it a day. I say thank you very much. I'll keep up on the story about the attempted break-in in Maryland at the home of Justice Kavanaugh as soon as more information becomes available. Just look for us on Instagram, uh, the In Black and Right page on Facebook, 
and also on Getter as well. So we're going to be on there. So for now, take care, my friends. Love y'all. Take care. Have a great Wednesday. See you tomorrow. And remember, patriots come in all colors.